Welcome to the Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with Worm Advocate and founder of Catty's Crawley Composters. Established in 2002, this environmental business specializes in vermicomposting, indoor composting with worms and organic diversion. Vermicomposting is a leading edge answer to organic waste problem. Catty's Crawley Composters endeavors to reduce the amount of waste going to the landfill. They recycle organic material by vermicomposting with worms and produce beautiful black castings. Castings are a high-grade natural soil enhancer, one of the best fertilizers available anywhere. In addition to red regular worms, they also offer worm workshops, complete vermicomposting systems, educational books and videos. Through inspirational storytelling and an incredible sense of humour, Catty has raised a level of awareness about environmental conservation. Catty's thought-provoking style of speaking inspires individuals to take action and do something. Over 75,000 students have seen her presentation. Cathy has spoken on vermiculture at provincial and national conferences. She has also been featured in a variety of media, including print, television, and radio. Cathy is also the subject of a documentary, Squirm, the Cathy's Crawley Composter Story. And on today's podcast, we'll be chatting about sprouting. A very warm welcome to podcast, Cathy Nesbitt. How are you getting on today, Cathy? Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. No worries. My pleasure. So I need to know right now, where are you right now on planet Earth? I am in Bradford, Ontario, Canada, just north of Toronto. Very nice. So tell me, what temperature is it today? Because as an Irishman, we don't really get nice temperatures here in Ireland. We might get 20 degrees Celsius or 23 degrees sometimes. So what's it like at the moment in Canada? I think it's about 23 today, 23 or 24, perhaps. Yeah. And what's it like during winter? Did you get really chilly? Oh, yeah. Minus, yeah, usually maybe minus 15, minus 20. Oh, dear. That's not good. Okie dokie. So tell me this, right? So I gave a brief introduction about your background. So can you let our listeners know more about yourself? Absolutely. My working title is Kathy Crawley Laughing Bean Queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already I'm laughing. Yeah, good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just in brief, it's uh, simple solutions for today's challenges. Worms for amending the soil, sprouts for eating, and laughter for overall health and wellness. Wow, that's a a very brief introduction, but it's also a very thorough one uh, with lots of humor thrown in. So tell me, so, okay, so for an idiot like myself, um, what, what, what is sprouting? Yeah, beautiful. So sprouting is simply the process of germinating a seed or starting a seed or bean to start to grow. And where does this seed come from? I mean, do we go to a, do we go to like a garden center? Do we go to a farm to get this seed or are they readily available? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the seeds, you would get them usually from um, a health food store or um, not not generally the garden center because we're growing the sprouts to eat them as little teeny sprouts. So before they grow leaves, you know, the seed of the bean germinates and then we eat the whole thing. And that's that's the whole reason that we're sprouting. All right. Okay. so before we move into that more detail, you're also a worm advocate. What on earth is a worm advocate? Yeah, that's my main gig. That's it's the 20th anniversary of Kathy's Crawley Composters. And it's indoor composting with worms. 
Uh, again, I'll go back to Toronto. Um, I really feel like I'm on purpose. This was why I was put on earth to be the talking worm. Okay, okay that's fair enough. <laughs> the head worm. <laughs> okay. Um, and <laughs> for anyone listening, I mean, thinking, ew, worms and wanting to change the channel, don't, um, because I was afraid of worms. <laughs> I was like, please don't, fingers crossed. <laughs> Hear the message. Um, uh, so back to Toronto. So 6 million people in the greater Toronto area area, half living in condos, townhouses, uh, you know, space without outdoor composting. Um, and so it's the largest city in Canada. And 2002, our landfill closed. And although Canada is second largest country in the world, uh, we couldn't find a new place to site a landfill. And we started to export our garbage to the US. Oh, okay. That's our US very happy about that. Uh, well, you know, this was a, a transaction between governments. I'm not, I'm not slagging the U.S. people or the Canadian people for sure. our actions. This was a government choice. Right. Uh, you write a business deal and a bad one. Uh, so we paid a lot of money for the privilege of exporting a thousand trucks a week to the U.S. Wow. Okay. So why is it then? Why are worms? I mean, we in Ireland we have lots of worms in the back garden. They're squiggly. Um, <laughs> as as a kid, I would pick them up. What what is so amazing about worms that they're good for the environment? Thank you. There are thousands of types of worms. Only four have been identified for vermicomposting or worm composting. Now, this is done in the house. <laughs> worms okay. in the house. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Keep listening, folks. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's indoor composting, it's food scraps and paper, and the worms convert it into, um, into soil or, or, or fertilizer that we can add to the garden. Um, so, so the worms that we're using are not the ones that come out after a rain. These okay. are different. They're kind of spoiled indoor worms. They're heat loving worms. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> and they live in a container and then, you know, and we feed them. So we're, they're like kind of kept, you know, they're like the royalty of the worms because we're the ones catering to them. <laughs> right. And how big are they? They're actually quite small. There's 800 to 1000 in a pound of red wiggler worms. Right. And wow this is fascinating stuff so where does it all start with why does the worm want to eat the trash is this a stupid question i'm asking not at all not at, not at all they don't they don't call they don't consider it trash for right. them this is a, a you know this is a buffet okay <laughs> just, yeah right we're just laying it out for them and it's a whole host of it's a whole wonderful ecosystem of microbes breaking down the material so that it's it's ready for the worms to take in. They're not actually the top predator in the worm bin. You know, there's springtails and mites and bacteria. And I know, keep listening, folks. It's <laughs> <laughs> even amazing laugh. I love your laugh. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank it's you. so warm. No, it is. <laughs> so this is, a, so composting is aerobic process, meaning with oxygen. So it should never smell like rotting food. Um, if it does, it's a built-in mechanism. Worms breathe oxygen as well, right? So we're breathing, we need to breathe oxygen, the worms do as well. If it ever smells bad, that oxygen has now been converted into gas, into methane. Right. And, and, and so, right, bad for us and bad for the worms. And do the worms, do they excrete? Well, if they, if they eat like a, a piece of plastic, what, what's in it for them? I mean, 
they're not eating the plastic. They're not. No, they're, no, if I say an elastic band or a bread tie or something gets into the worm bin, they're not eating that. Right. And how then, so say, for example, you mentioned there you're, you're doing a, a, a class today with young, young kids. So if they wanted to start this and they want to go back to their mom and dad and say, mom and dad, I need to find these worms that will help the environment. And these worms are a little bit spoiled. So they need a bit of heat. Where do they find these specific types of worms? Or do they have to go, do they, they won't find them in the garden, will they? Or do they have to go specifically and find them in, in a pet store or something? I, I don't know. Yeah, so depending what country they're in, um, you know, there's a lot of, I would say, say go to a Red Wiggler supplier. <laughs> I'm not right. sure about, <laughs> I'm not sure about Ireland, but I know in the UK, in, in I believe it's in England, in, in the UK, they have um, wiggly worms or something. There is a, I know there's at least one supplier there. Right. Um, every, almost every country has, has growers. I mean, it's, it's not until you're looking for something that you'll, you'll discover what you have in your country. <laughs> and do the fish then, I mean, are these the worms specific that if a fisherman was using his hook and he was putting the bait into the into the ocean is are these the type of worms that he might use to catch no. the fish no no these worms are really small so i said 800 to a thousand in a pound so they're quite skinny and small and they're red and they're cute unlike right. the one that lives outside you know the earthworm is quite big um quite a bit bigger the bait worm is a larger worm and how i mean how how is it going i mean with trying to get people to educate themselves on the benefits of worms. I know you have these workshops and you, you for kids and, and adults. I mean, how do you encourage them? Because as a, as a human race, I'm not pointing the finger at everybody here. We're, mm. we, we're quite spoiled, generally, mm. and in certain countries. I'm not talking about all countries, but um, how would you get encourage the kids or the parents to, to start this process now? If you were really pushing now to say, look, guys, get these worms, they're good for the environment. It's great. How, how would you get them, encourage them to do that? Yeah, thank you. Great question. And, and it's not any particular country. You know, I mean, Canada, we were exporting our garbage. I, I say Canada is so large. We don't, we don't have to care about the planet, right? We're like, oh, look at all the beautiful forests. There's, look at that lake's nice. There's fish yeah. in there still. You know, so I think when we look around, we don't see um, the degradation, if, right. if you know depending yeah. where we live right um yes um and we were exporting i mentioned earlier we were exporting garbage from our country to to another country so it, it's a challenge because we are all about convenience you know <clears throat> put the bin at the end of the road and the truck comes along and takes it somewhere we don't care no it's out of our hair right we don't have to worry about it now but we do because there's no elsewhere and how long then does it does this take i mean how long would it take generally for a group of worms to break down <laughs> this uh, garbage per, per se. How long, how long does it take? Yeah. So here's the formula. So you would have say a, a pound of worms. Yeah. Uh, they eat about half their weight per day in food scraps once they're established. So you're, and that would be in a, uh, say a Rubbermaid container. And it's about from setup to harvest about three to five months. Okay. And you're adding food, you know, once or twice a week, um, adding, adding the paper, adding the food scraps. At a certain point, the worms will have converted all the material. Uh, and then you would need to harvest or separate your worms and your compost. 
Okay. And if you have just a basic container, easiest way is to dump it all out. You're doing this maybe, you know, once or twice a year. Uh, dump it out on a plastic sheet. Put it in small round piles. The worms are photosensitive or afraid of the light. So they go down into the piles. Um, you scoop off the top, scoop around the sides, maybe an hour to do the, the harvest. Then you've got a ball of worms. You add them into your new bedding and then use the, the black gold that they've created, the worm poop, um, in your plants and stand back while your plants explode because they're getting exactly what they need. It's amazing the amount of passion and knowledge you have. I mean, for you, when did, why, why did this all start for you with, with regards to, uh, first of all, we'll say worms and sprouting and in the environment? I mean, wh when did all this passion begin? Did you have family members that were interested in this? Did not, no. And family is often the, the most challenging to convert. Once you get your family, you've made it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they're like, oh, no, get a job, you know, be real. Like, don't, why are you trying to, what, nobody cares. Why do you care? You know, and that, and I, and you feel like that. Right. You know, it did feel like that, but I feel like, and you probably have experience, you know, through your podcast or maybe yourself about, you know, when you really discover something that you love and something yes. that really is making a difference, yes, you, you do it. So <clears throat> it started back, I guess, in 93 when I moved out of Toronto. I'm actually from the big city, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, moved out, I bought a house, I, you know, and I started gardening and composting. And it was at that time when I realized when you compost, the more you put in, the more you get out, the better your garden grows. And, you know, so it really was selfish. I actually, I would take the, <laughs> I would take the commuter train to, I, I had to work back in Toronto, you know, so I would commute to, to the city. And I would take an ice cream bucket to collect my coworkers' lunchroom scraps, like banana peels, coffee grounds, tea bags. Um, so I could put that in my home composter. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, 93, the people, you know, the people thought I was you know, a little bit cuckoo. And, okay. you know, I do have worms, so I probably am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I really think that you must have a sense of humor if you're going to be taking on something like the environment. So, so what is it like now for you? I mean, you mentioned that, you know, possibly, as you mentioned here, even with the podcast as well, some people look at it and kind of go, what's this guy doing or what's he on about? But if you have a passion for something, you do it. How is it now to transition from when you first began uh, this process of, of trying to encourage people with the environment and worms and sprouting? Um, how has has it shifted more in your favor now? I mean, are people absolutely. coming more inside? Yes, absolutely. 20 years. Um yeah, I mean, the younger set, the younger kids now, they're born knowing that this climate crisis is real, that it's drilled in their heads, depending where you live, but it's drilled right. in their heads through school, crisis, crisis, crisis. And to be honest, you know, we can't have solution without um, problem. So right now we've got a plethora of problems for the creatives out there. Um, take your pick, you know, take something that really bugs you and find a solution and change the world. And is, I mean, <laughs> what about, I mean, no, you're, you're a fascinating person. I mean, what about then the likes of, um, without getting political here with the governments and stuff like that, why, why are the media, why aren't they pushing this trend of, or are they pushing this trend in Canada specifically to get people more involved with the environment using worms per se, you know, growing your own vegetables or sprouting or, is that what's happening now, is it? 
You said, let's not get political. We can't really talk about media, mainstream media, and think that they're going to be pushing something for good for, for the good of the people. We know that. Yes. All right. So I, without, again, I'm not going to get political, but it, it demand has definitely increased. Right. And during this cuckoo time, March 2020, um, when everything was shut down, demand went through the roof. 2020 was my best year ever. Oh, wow. And I was so excited. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, how can I? I'm an empath. So I, 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 I really was hurting. I was really torn. How do I celebrate this amazing feat that I'm busier than I've ever been? Yes. When, when so many people are losing their jobs, they're, losing, they're struggling, people are dying. You know, I mean, it was, it, was, it was hard. And then I realized I must celebrate and I must help others celebrate, too. Right. Because it's so it's so helpful what I'm doing. It's converting what we're calling garbage, our food scraps and paper, yes. into more nutrient-rich soil so we can grow more nutrient-rich food. So at the beginning, like I don't know how it was, um, you know, again in other parts, but our schools were all closed. Everybody was um, at home. Yeah, same and, here. Right? Yeah. And people yeah. were looking, you know, I, I, it seems like forever ago now, the two weeks we were going to be shut down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, funny, not funny. I mean, it's yes. here we are. Um, so people were calling me and saying, oh, you know, the kids are at home. We're looking for a project. And to be honest, again, what do I care how the worms get in the house? So I was like, yay, a little project for the kids. Good. Yes. That's great. And then the longer we were shut down in Canada, you know, similar, I guess, to Ireland, we, you know, we don't have a long growing season. So we import about 60% of our food in Canada. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So when, I, when our border closes, uh, it's a big problem for our food supply chain. Right. It's, so it the is. Longer, yeah. So the longer we were shut in, the more urgent I believe it became and people thought, I don't, on a, I think on a subconscious level, maybe not even really thinking about it, maybe they intuitively knew, wow, we better do something. <laughs> and so what do we need to do? We better have a garden. What do we need? We need soil. What do we need? We need to compost. What do we need? We need worms. <laughs> I, I say, Katie, I say the kids love it, do they? I say the kids that come to you and experience this, they love it. They're getting their hands they dirty every a little bit and they love educating and the fun and they probably feel that they're doing a little bit. Uh, they do. Yes. And, and we are. And I, I really believe my my passion when I do, you know, you you said I am doing workshops. I didn't start out doing workshops. I started out thinking this is something we all need. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I quickly learned that we don't buy what we need. We buy what we want. Maybe what you have to do, you have to get uh, Canada's sweetheart, Ryan Reynolds, holding <laughs> a handful of worms in his Deadpool outfit. I think that would really get people on side in the middle of a field. What do you think? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Actually, in his teeny <laughs> condo in New York or something, wherever he lives. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so you're out there, Ryan. Get those worms out as soon as you can. Um, okay, so where else then can listeners find information about on worms? Because we're going to talk more about sprouting in a, in a few moments. But Love it. You have a couple of websites. And where is the main areas you want somebody to go to to find out more information about what you do and in relation to worms specifically? Yeah, the, my worm website is probably the best place. It's kathyscomposters.com. So Kathy with the C. And that um, has all the information they need in general of what you're doing and how they can get in touch. That's got everything. All my social links are there and the links to my Sprouter and Laughter pages are also on my worm page. 
Brilliant. Okay, let's so move down on to sprouting. Um, you gave a brief overview of it. So generally, what, what are the benefits? I know we're talking about the environment, but what about the benefits of sprouting? What are the main benefits? Ah, the benefits are, <clears throat> pardon me, the benefits are many. Um, they're hydrating, alkalizing. I'm going to sound super smart for a second. Oh, <laughs> 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 they're hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative, biogenic, and contain up to 100 times more digestive enzymes than raw vegetables. Wow. That wow. was a mouthful. Thank you. That was a real Woo. mouthful. You're making I've... me look so stupid right now. <laughs> so let me break those down. So okay. hydrating. So as we when we get as soon as we start to get thirsty, we're starting to get dehydrated. So the sprouts are juicy. They're very, you know, they're juicy. Um, hydrating, alkalizing. So um, a lot of the food that we eat is acidic and a lot of diseases take place in an acidic body. So alkali uh, sprouts are alkalizing food. They help to correct the pH in our body. Right. Hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative. So I'm going to use Alzheimer's. Um, it's a degenerative disease. So it's taking away our memory. Can sprouts grow back our memories? No, but it helps regrow our cells in a, in a more fortified manner. Right. Hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative, biogenic. Yes. One of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. If you could see me. If you could see me now, Bert, uh, David. <laughs> You're so excited. I can hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty high energy. So biogenic means life force giving. When you're eating live food, as in sprouts, you're getting the life force from that sprout. And then my favorite, yeah, my favorite part, well, other than the energy that you get, you know, people are like, you better slow down. You have so much energy. You're going to get really tired. You know what? I do a lot of uh, exhibiting right. and I'll say, you know, at my, my, I usually exhibit with my husband and he'll say, no, <laughs> you know, she actually has to run, run circles around the kitchen before bed. So don't, don't worry about her. <laughs> and is your husband, is, is your husband into sprouting as well? And the environment side of it, or he's, is he totally on the opposite side? Oh, you can, you can spill the beans. You can, he's totally against what you're doing, is he? No, no, he said he's completely, he's my partner in crime. We do everything. We're, we're, he's the web guy. So we're, we're completely in this, uh, our, our life and, and business. It's kind of all one. We, we do eat sprouts. We have worms. I mean, worms in our kitchen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go there you go. right? I hope we don't have internal worms. I hope not, but <laughs> you don't know. No. Um, you never know. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he, he's, you know, he didn't always, I, I actually started my business and I think that it's the universe is a really funny, has a really good sense of humor. Um, I started my worm business in 2002. My husband was gainfully employed and I thought this will be fun. You know, I'll have a little business. That'll be great. Knowing that my partner, you know, was had an income. So, so I could just, you know, play around. And then, uh, six months in, um, I got my first article in the Toronto star, which is the largest paper in Canada. And I phoned up my husband. I said, yay, I, I got an article in the Toronto star. And he said, I'm on my way down. My, I'm on my way home. I just got downsized. All right. Okay. Oh, and I was like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I joke about it now, 20 years in. I'm like, oh, couldn't he have just got downsized tomorrow so I could celebrate my article in the star? Right. <laughs> <laughs> How can I celebrate when we have no income now? We're, oh, it. great. Now we have no income. <laughs> how, how dare he? So inconsiderate. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, but you got to joke about these things. I think these are all just testers. I really think the universe is always testing us. Like when we decide something, it's, you know, what do they say? Uh, oh, if you want to make uh, God or whoever you believe in laugh, you know, just tell them your plans. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? That's what you, okay, let's see. Yeah. And they'll sprout on them very quickly. So tell me this, what about, so if somebody is, is it a lot of money? to take up sprouting and say for example somebody has a small garden how does it work do they come to somebody like yourself and you give them a box of seeds and you go okay off you go out the back garden i know you mentioned there you can probably get them in 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 centers or whatever but how how would a process work what would you recommend to somebody to start even as a beginner sprouting to take a little yeah. piece off the side of the garden and say okay start sprouting in this area how, how does no, it no it's indoor it's on the counter all indoors on the counter so how it's much space all indoors you don't need much space at all. So I'm going to talk about the sprouter that I have, but you can use jars. You know, I will talk about other ways, but the sprouter that I have is about the size of a dinner plate um, and you don't need any light. It comes with a um, uh, la, 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 a mesh, a, a stainless steel mesh, and, and you put your seeds or beans on top of the mesh, give them a rinse, and then there's a little uh, plastic basin underneath and a dome on top. Can you imagine? It looks like a little spaceship the size of a dinner plate with a, you know, a curved dome. And how many sprouts would you get? I mean, how many seeds would you have in that dome, per se? And how much would you edible sprouts would you get out of that? Great. So three tablespoons of beans. Uh, I'm talking about mung bean, mung beans, you know, the bean sprouts in Chinese food. Yeah. So I'm talking about those seeds, those beans. So those are called mung beans. Three tablespoons of beans, dry beans, will yield two cups of food. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, when you think about fiber, protein, minerals, everything that our body needs is contained in that little sprout. And you buy them for pennies, a, you know, well, not pennies a pound, but, you know, they're, they go right now for about maybe 10 or $12 a pound. Right. And that would last if somebody was eating sprouts every day, that would be maybe um, maybe a month or two uh, worth of, of sprouts. Oh, wow. And, and, and how, long does the, how long does the process actually take? So from the beginning to beans, end. Yeah, with my, my super simple sprouter, it, you can germinate your sprouts in the summer. It's the heat and humidity, about 24 hours. Uh, in the winter, it's a little bit you know, dr drier and cooler. Um, it's maybe 36 to 48 hours. And that's, you can eat them after that, is that correct? You and, you eat, and you eat them right away. As soon as the root is the size of the bean, that's right. when... So you're not growing little plants. Okay. Right? They're just little sprouts where the seed of the bean has germinated, the little roots coming out, boom, you're ready to eat them. You eat the whole thing. And do you then, so when you when the sprout has come out, or so the, 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 the bean has come out, um, is that batch then wasted or can you start again? How does it work then? Uh, sorry, ask again the question. So say, for example, you've, you've, uh, you've got your seeds, you have your little dome, you've you have your sprouts after 24 to 36 hours, you eat them. Do you have to then remove what's in the, the dome or the container? Do you have to put new seeds in? Yes, that's right. Because right. you're eating the whole thing. That's right. Okay. So it doesn't, it's not like a, a, maybe like a, a, a plant or something like that, that it might die a little bit and then, and then it grows again. It just, you, you must start fresh all the time. 
Correct. Yeah. You start with your, say, three tablespoons of seeds. How I eat the mung beans, I start my day with two tablespoons. Um, every day, it's, I, it's the 20th anniversary of my sprouting, not business, um, as a consumer, as a sprout eater. Right. And I, it, you know, it's again, the universe is so funny. Uh, my very first uh, event that I was exhibiting at, there was a gentleman selling the sprouter that I'm now selling and that I've been using for 20 years. And I didn't know anything about sprouting or sprouts, why I would eat them, how to grow them, like why I would do all that. <laughs> <Nice>. and, <laughs> and But this gentleman, I mean, he's 93. I actually, yesterday was his birthday. He turned 93 yesterday. I took him out for lunch. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he still looks amazing. He doesn't take any prescription drugs. 93. He does have some creaks and whatever, you know, he walks, he held my wing while we were walking, but otherwise, you know, he's walking fine. And, but he's a ballroom dancer. He's a professional ballroom dancer, not dancing so much now. <laughs> wow, but still 93 years of age. Happy birthday. That's right. It. I know. So I met him 72 working at an event I don't I mean I don't know how many 72 year olds you know that are first of all still working in their own business schlep all this stuff to shows set up their table you know drive all that stuff 72 wow I was like you know and he was a real gentleman a ballroom dancer so he was wearing his white crisp shirt with the bow tie I mean he just looked like a prize right. and I and I said wow what what is that thing you know little spaceship and how come they're buying that and not my worms? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, you know, probably something like that. Anyway, he said, you know, told me about sprouts and sprouting, you know, vitamins, protein, everything, and told me all of it. And so I was like, okay, I don't need to know why something works. I'm just like, look at you. I want what you've got. You, you know, I want what you have. And uh, so he said, if you're going to do this, start your day with two tablespoons of sprouted mung beans every day. First thing for the digestive enzymes. And then your body's set for the day for all the food that you take in. Amazing. I mean, it's, it sounds very simple, but simple. Are they tasty? I mean, They're do you delicious. have any? Do you have any recipes? I mean, do you just take them as they are, or do you throw them in with other other food or recipes? Yeah, great, great question. So <clears throat> for the first 10 years, I did what Tony said. I ate the first thing, started, because they're delicious. They really are. The mung bean uh, sprouts are so fresh tasting. They just are juicy. They're, um, they're just, they have a neutral flavor. Um, and it's not, it's, for me, it's a no brainer. You know, when you decide that something's good for you, I mean, they, they really do taste good. So it, it really is not, it's not, um, what do you say? Um, it's not difficult. It's not like, oh, this is a big burden for me to do this. Right. And I, and I know how I feel now. I would never go a day without sprouts because they just, I feel so great. I have all this energy. I'm, I'm regular, not to be gross, but, you know, like my body just, I eat and, and I poop and everything is comes out, you know, I don't need to spend hours in there. <laughs> That's brilliant. No, no. You're hearing your voice, you're, you're, you're energetic, you're enthusiastic. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. You're, you're so <laughs> and I'm 59, I'm going to be 60 this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm also high energy, have no health issues, take no prescription drug, no multivitamin. This is my health plan. So for 10 years, I, I was a user of this product. And I would see Tony at shows, you know, we were doing a lot of the same health shows or environmental shows. And I would go over to, to his table and say to the person, oh, you should buy this, you know, it's really great. And I'm sure they thought it was a plant, haha, -ha, sprouter. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and he said to me in 2012, hey, why don't you sell this Sprouter with your um, worm business? And I was like, oh, my gosh, why don't I? What a great idea. <laughs> you know, it is a great idea. Yeah. Right. And so I started selling it and I only did mung beans. Right. I, I didn't. I, you know, I, that's what he told me to sprout. And so I sprouted only that. So when I started selling it, people said to me, well, what else can you sprout? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, well, don't you get sick of the mung beans? And I said, uh, my response was, would you get sick of feeling great and having tons of energy? Of course not. I don't know. People like their story. <laughs> no, look, I'm actually, getting, I'm actually looking on your website right now, katiesprouters.com. And I can see the little uh, the dome you mentioned there uh, that's sitting on the table. And it has, you know, pretty much, if anybody does want to listen to my boring voice, um, they can see all the information, like what is sprouting, the nutrient data, the guide, um, you can order it. It's it's, it's something, um, you have a recipe there. It was a Susan's lunch. It was... A happy client, Susan Kremen Martin. She has uh, a, a nice, well, it looks very, very tasty, actually, um, lunch menu that she has there or a recipe. And there's so much information. So you're so much fun. What? <laughs> give, give me a cringe joke got to do it. So you're doing these, obviously, um, workshops with kids and adults and so on. So what type of worm joke or a sprout joke would you tell them and make it as cringeworthy as possible? Have you All got right. I, of course. So okay. <laughs> I have, a, I, I have a few uh, worm jokes, but the, uh, my favorite probably is um, <laughs> I'll say to the kids, how, how do you know which end is which? I don't uh, know. How do you know which end is which? Yeah. So you just take a worm, you tickle it in the center and you see which end laughs. <laughs> Okay, that's that's cringeworthy, but I understand what you're getting at. And what's the reaction? What the reaction do you get from the kids? Oh, you know, depending on the grade, on the age, um, they they laugh or they groan. All right, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like one of those dad jokes. So you have, I mean, you have so much else going on. I mean, you have um, the the Catty uh, uh, Sprouters. You have the Catty's Crawlers. You have Catty's Laughter. So what 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 can we get from Katty's Chuckle Club? I mean, why did you set that up? That's what we need for today. So right. all of the, you know, I started by saying simple solutions for today's challenges, right? Yes. Um, during this cuckoo time, I realized like really my whole mandate is for people worms in every living space. That's what I really want. That's my dream. That's what I. That's my goal. Um, but you can't care about the planet or anything else when you're having a mental crisis. Right. Right. Like during a pandemic and during war and all this uh, stuff that's going on right now. Um, I mean, even before we had a mental health tsunami before 2020. Right. We just oh, no, have, we did, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, opioid, yeah. um, you know, um, toxic um, overdoses and, you know, fentanyl crisis. I don't know what's again, what's happening in, in Europe and um, other places, but more people have died in British Columbia, part of, you know, the beautiful part of Canada. Well, all of Canada is beautiful, but in yes. BC, <laughs> in BC, more, I heard a report the other day that more people have died from opioid um, overdoses than from COVID. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm not surprised. Like, yeah. You know, because people are struggling. So I started my, you know, I started my laughter club 
I've been laughing. I was introduced to laughter yoga um, in 2012. It was, you know, these, there's interesting benchmark times that I can go, wow, that's what changed that moment changed my life. Oh, that moment changed my life. And I'm, I know everybody has them and I would encourage everyone to look back and go, Oh, I'm doing that today because of that, because it's really fascinating. Um, but I started going to laughter because I was losing my spark for worms you know, one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. And I was like, man, this is hard. How am I going to do this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and then I was introduced to laughter yoga and I, I don't do yoga. I'm sure it's a fine thing. <laughs> 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 but so it's not doing it's not doing yoga and laughing. It's just laughing. It's a it's a cardiovascular workout. It's not jokes or comedy. Uh, so it's really accessible to everybody. Uh, it's the 27th anniversary of laughter yoga. Wow. Start I know, right? Started in India in 1995 by a medical doctor, uh, Dr. Madan Kateria, and his goal is world peace um, through laughing. Can you imagine when we're laughing together? Now we're connected. We don't want to hurt each other. You know, you're right. It's 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 um, it's interesting times that we have, and it's it's. I, I don't I don't know about yourself, but I do find that even when you go around, people are they're stressed, they're anxious. Um, they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and there's nothing better than a bit of laughter and, and if you can bring a bit of laughter and uh, a bit of awareness also to uh, the environment uh, you're, you're, you're doing great things I mean do you find with the Catty's Chuckle Club I mean are people coming to that that also have an interest in the environment side or is it just because they want to have a bit of fun Oh, funny you should say that. I, I started my laughter, my, I, so with, you know, during COVID, everybody converted online and I started my laughter club online in June, 2020. And it's a global movement. So there are clubs around the world and you can laugh 24 seven now with, with, um, with Zoom and everything. And so my club is Tuesday mornings at 9.30 Eastern time, 30 minutes of super fun self-care. I do have my regulars that come every week and they're all ages. It's, it's really magic. It's men, it's women, it's uh, people from around the world. And you're, to answer your question, a lot of people came because of worms first and then laughter. So right. a lot of my... <laughs> A lot of the people that come to my club have worms. And <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I'll talk about worms and then I'll, I'll think, oh, my gosh, not everybody knows about the worm part of me. They only know about laughter. Right. <laughs> so then I'll have to say, oh, just so you know, this isn't like parasites. This is like good beneficial worms. <laughs> <laughs> and is it is it I mean, do they have to pay for this or is it free or oh it's it free? Work? My laughter club is free. Yeah, it's um yeah, and I started my club because I'm an extrovert extrovert and I just was like, I need people. I I I don't know what's happening. And when you're in fear, you're not laughing very much. That's brilliant. No, look at I'm actually at the website here now and you have upcoming events and lots of information there. And as you mentioned, nine, I think it's 9 30 Eastern time every Tuesday, is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Coming up on two years uh, every so, Tuesday. Well done to you. Congratulations. I mean, yeah, thank what, you. A big thank you to Cathy for joining me today on the uh, Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'll put all the links in the podcast once it's released uh, to Cathy and all the education information she has on her website. Thanks so much, Cathy.